Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we're going to talk about leaders and wooden cars. The SBCA Emerging Leaders Committee has recently completed a significant overhaul of their mission and goals and promised to offer quite a bit of value to its members and the industry as a whole. On the podcast today, we're joined by Jason Heichel and Mike Reedy Jr., co-chairs of the EL Committee. Jason and Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having us, Sean. Okay, so I want to start by just recognizing a first. I've had both of your dads on this podcast before, and this is the first time I've ever had a son as a guest on the show. And in this case, I got both of you. I I bring that up because, well, really, I just want to highlight that this was part of the vision of the EL committee to engage the next generation of leaders in the industry, help them build relationships, and get them tied into everything SBCA is doing on behalf of the industry. But it's really a lot more than just that. So I'm hoping we can start by having the two of you share your thoughts on what you observed as the EL committee sought to reorganize and refocus itself over the past nine months. And Jason, why don't we start with you? Great, Sean. Uh, so we sat down and really as a group just looked at what was the value that we're bringing to the table with this committee and, and decided that we needed to come up with a mission statement, a mission statement that was more concise than what was already part of uh, the committee. And to be honest, the committee was formed with the kind of exclusive intent of providing a new generation of board member and executive committee member. However, that seems to have evolved into really encouraging more involvement of the next generation, be it familial generations or just, you know, encouraging new people to bring their ideas into our industry. Sean, could you actually read off what that mission statement is? Oh, yes, I certainly can. What you guys came up with was the EL committee's mission statement. Their new mission statement is attract new leaders from throughout the industry to build strategic relationships, leverage their enthusiasm and drive the evolution of the industry through innovative solutions. So pretty concise. That's how we roll. And that, you know, the, the involvement of the entire committee kind of comes back to, you know, one of the reasons why we did this whole revamp. I think it was at the OQM at the Greenbrier where we really started to notice the disconnect between the committee and the goals that were originally outlined. And, and we really noticed how outdated. And I, I walked up to Jason and I, I really kind of let him know um, my dissatisfaction with the, with the committee. And we kind of came out came up with this plan of, of him and I getting together and really refocusing the group and reshaping the committee as a whole and really trying to focus on the reorganization, um, the re-engagement, you know, trying to really bring all that passion and uh, responsiveness uh, back into the committee that we, we originally started to feel. So by starting that, we kind of reached out to the rest of the committee and figured that everybody was on the same page and actually they were. We just took the next six months or um, six months or so and really just went through and broke everything down and restructured it. And we have, I, guess, I would say that we have succeeded in relaunching um, the EL committee 
with 100%. Yeah, with the engagement, the passion, the responsiveness. I think I, I would say on average, we probably receive about 85 to 90% response from anything that we send out to our committee. Our committee is always on the meetings. They're, we're always involved with each other's lives. We do social events um, to talk to each other. We, it's a, it's a complete unison group. Um, it's, you know, it's not a monarchy. It's a, it's a straight democracy on, on all of our uh, choices, what our thoughts are, the direction that we're going. Um, I think that's really, really played a huge key role in, in our success in the past nine months. It's been able to regenerate the groundswell of of momentum and enthusiasm that we had, you know, previous two years ago, three years ago, if you will, tumultuous times we've all been through. You know, we, we, we've now come out on the other end as a much stronger committee, much more focused and much more ready to do the association work that needs to be done to take this thing to the next level. Right. And I think that's borne out by the fact that you have a very large committee. I mean, typically, you know, a committee might have five to seven people on it, but you guys got like 30 members of the committee. We're probably pushing 40 at this point. Yeah. And that's not even the whole story. I mean, we had, we had 30 at the end of the year and we've already added eight. We have two more that are joining in the next uh, two weeks. We were growing so fast. It's yeah. it's awesome. It's it's almost as if the the word has gotten out that the EL committee is the committee to join, to be a part of, to really change and shape what's going on in the industry. And people want to come. So you know, uh, they had it right when they said, if you build it, they will come. Right. The main point of this mission statement not only is it is a new direction, but it it was developed by everyone on the committee. Everybody weighed in on it. Everybody participated in sort of what needed to be part of this mission statement. And as you said, Junior, it was very much sort of a democratic process of even wordsmithing sort of what goes in there and what doesn't need to be in there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, too. I mean, as you guys went through that process of generating this mission statement, you guys also had to identify sort of what you felt should be the primary goals of the committee. So you guys did a, a series of surveys to sort of get at from every single one of the members of the committee what they felt they were passionate about what they felt like the committee should be focused on. You guys were able to sort of narrow that down into a few important goals, right? And so out of those goals, you guys created four essential subcommittees, right? That's correct. We kind of cast a wide net. We took it out to the entire committee and, you know, I think we had, we had gotten quite a quite a bit of a you know, direction and subjects to really focus on. We were able to really narrow it down to the major things of education, you know, leadership, innovation, the technology, mentorship, networking, you know, synergy and promotion. We kind of broke, we took all those and we broke them down into four subcategories or four subcommittees that really wanted to focus on those. And we were able, it was interesting because we actually, we reached out to the rest of the committee to find out who really wanted to join on each one of the committees. And a funny thing that happened was we didn't have like the majority of people trying to get on one subcommittee versus the other. We actually had a very even spread of people that wanted to focus on each subcommittee. So we didn't have to take anybody out of any 
committees and everybody got to be in the exact subcommittee that they wanted to be on. And I think that's another portion of what's allowing the subcommittees to really thrive as well is that it's it allows people to really push out their passion for each one of these subcommittees. And that's why we have so much energy and so much uh, so much forward progress so early and so quickly. Yeah. I mean, you guys uh, chair each one of these four subcommittees. Each of you have two of them. Just give me your thoughts on, as we've had a bunch of teleconferences, you know, sort of focusing in on, okay, so we've created these subcommittees. What do we want to do? Just give me a brief observation as far as like what that process was like and the energy that you felt on each of those calls as we started getting going. So for me, uh, you know, the, the technology and innovation always has been very close to my heart. If anybody knows my story, and I know that's kind of what I do for a living. So it was pretty easy for me to jump in there. But we've been really talking about what does it mean to be innovative in the trust industry today? And what are the buzzwords that are out there? Offsite construction, automation, you know, what are some common metrics that we all use and talk about to talk about automation or productivity or production? Um, so we've had some very interesting discussions. Um, I think a lot of this is going to get end up pushing into the rest of the committees, committees as a whole, the larger committees, if you will, uh, to be mm-hmm. able to try to get a larger engagement for what we're trying to survey. What are some of the common metrics that we use? Is there a way that we can have a common metric that we can all kind of work not necessarily work towards, but work off of. So we're speaking a common language. There's a lot of different manufacturers. There's a lot of different ways to skin the cat. One of the things I love about the trust industry, but it would be nice to be able to have an intelligent conversation with a person with a set of definitions of what we're talking about. And that's especially what the Innovation and Technology Subcommittee of the ELs has been discussing over the last several months. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Jason, since you're, you're talking about that, the Synergy and Promotion Committee, what, what's going on there? Um, I I always think of those guys as sort of like the committee that's behind the scenes. You know, you guys are the brains of the operation. The harmonic choir, if you will. (laughs) I think it, I think of it more as, uh, you know, an octopus kind of have our tentacles and everything. So what we're tasked to do is to kind of keep everyone accountable um, to ensure that, that the subcommittees aren't working on work that is, you know, duplicate or to make sure that the subcommittees aren't working on work that's duplicate with the strike forces or the other committees and perhaps pushing those people to be more vocal in those subcommittees and or in those committees and those those strike forces making sure that our members are showing up to meetings and to make sure that we're getting the word out about this committee and all of the things that we're doing like this podcast today it's promotion mhm yeah all right junior how about you what's your observation well, I mean, so, you know, we I oversee the, the education and leadership subcommittee and the, the mentorship and networking subcommittee. Um, I have a really, I have fantastic teams on, on both of those subcommittees. And it's, it's a really, it's a diverse group between, um, you know, component manufacturers, you know, outside modular manufacturers that are working into getting into the SBCA. We have suppliers in there. So we're reaching, you know, voices inside those subcommittees from every single different angle. And it's really allowing us to look at every single angle and which direction that we can go for each one of these. So, I mean, starting with like the education and the leadership, we really wanted to focus on bringing a different word or a different set of eyes to, you know, different problems, different topics, different innovations, things like that. We really wanted to 
be able to educate the rest of the association or just bring awareness to to those things, you know, like certain little small problems that other people are facing, big problems, um, you know, issues that we're seeing all around the industry and all around the world or different ways to solve a problem or, or different processes, maybe different innovations or equipment. You know, and then you we go into the leadership aspect of it and we're, we're trying to, you know, ensure that we are bringing an, an, a new level or an, a new class of, of leaders in the, in the EL committee that really understand which direction the association wants to go. How are we going to make sure that we will not only survive, but thrive in the present and coming up in the future? And, you know, we, we collaborate with the innovation and technology group on that and also with the, the synergy and the promotion group. So not only, I mean, are we, are we separate subcommittees, but we do get together and we... And do collaborative work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then we go on to like the mentorship and, and the networking. You know, networking was a huge aspect of what the EL committee was, you know, trying to build these lifelong, you know, business and personal relationships throughout the entire industry and across the nation. And it's something that we still have a major focus on now. Uh, and it's just, it's creating a more formal way of, of making it easier for our committee members to reach out to other component manufacturers or other members of different committees and, you know, trying to really get people together and then getting people together inside of our, our committee as well. Because we noticed there was a little bit of a problem with a lot of people inside the committee not knowing each other. And we really wanted to change that. We really wanted to become, you know, another, I, I can't say brotherhood, but we really wanted to create, you know, this, this really tight-knit, I guess, family how I would say it to where we all know each other. We all know what we, each other does, who, you know, who we work for, what, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. We really wanted to communicate that so that we could really start to build, you know, those really strong relationships. And then the mentorship was, was a big thing. You know, Jason, I, and, and, and you, Sean, we, we kind of figured that we would really start to grow this committee. When we started to take this new direction, this new shape, we knew that this committee was going to grow. And when we came into this committee, we didn't really have a, a, a good mentorship program. We didn't have somebody kind of guiding us on what the association was doing or how the association runs um, or how are we going to connect people. We were just kind of thrown into the fire. Exactly. Figure it out. You know? Figure it out. Yeah. I don't want to burn to a crisp, you know? Like who wants to burn a marshmallow, man? You make that thing golden brown and perfect. And that's that's one of the really big goals of this mentorship program is is we're we're creating this whole this whole program of making sure that every single new member that comes in has you know somebody that they can they can talk to that they can communicate with that you know at an OQM that they're going to be there to to help introduce them to other people in the industry or the association just to make sure that they know the process they understand the association so they can start to build their foundation and branch out. You know, I, nobody wants to get dropped in, you know, and then just left. You know, they, right. they want everybody, you know, you want to be a part of the team and you want to be, you know, moving in the same direction. You want to be able to build a solid foundation. You can't do that if you're just dropped in. So it's a, it's been a big thing and we've been coming up with a lot of really good programs on that in order to ensure that all that stuff happens. And, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to brag or anything, but you know, one of those one of those big things is has been brought up by the entire association and realized that there was a huge gap, and that was like that welcome booklet um, of, yep. of knowing what the committee, all the committees are doing, or um, the actual attendance of uh, the OQMs. I mean, it's just a, 
uh, how the process of the association works, how OQMs work, which we never had coming into the industry or coming into the association. But now we're developing that. And in conjunction with the executive committee and with the board, we're developing it so that nobody has to feel like they're lost on an island with no map. Right. Everybody else before you figured it out on their own, but they don't have to do that going forward. That's good. Okay. So we would be remiss if uh, I didn't mention the fifth subcommittee that was recently created to focus on a fun side project, the Pinewood Derby and Monaco Night at BCMC. So you guys are planning on bringing Pinewood Derby racing to SBCA events. Talk to me a little bit about why you're excited about this and what you guys are planning for the next open quarterly meeting in Williamsburg, Virginia, and at BCMC 2022 in Columbus, Ohio. So we kind of felt that we needed to switch things up a little bit from the things that we've traditionally done at our events. You know, we're still part of this. Our subcommittee tasks is to be coming up with great content, to bring fresh content and and valuable content to our OQMs and to BCMC, you know, but we still all like to have fun, right? So the idea came up within the group when we kind of broached the subject of some change, what would be fun? And given the theme of BCMC this year with uh, full throttle pedal to the metal, it seemed to work out that some kind of racing would be a great idea. And the idea of the Pinewood Derby was thrown out there fits very nicely with uh, what the majority of us are focused on on a daily basis, you know, Pinewood, right? So there was a lot of excitement. A lot of the people within our committee itself have uh, have participated in Pinewood Derbies. We've got a lot of excitement. So at the OQM in Williamsburg, we're kind of doing our first prototype race. So we're going to have a track. We're going to have some cars. We're going to have people bringing their own cars. So we can generate more excitement for this and have our racing series start at BCMC 2022 in Columbus. Yeah, and we're trying to we're we're trying to make it really relatively easy um, to get in. You know, we we're sending out you know the, the a recommendation recommendation on uh, the kit to get. You know, we're sending out the rules so that everybody knows exactly what's going to be happening. It's it's a pretty fairly simple process to to in a fun creative process to build your own. Pinewood Derby car. Um, I've never built one. I know that Jason has built uh, quite a few. So this is going to be a whole new thing to me. Now, I don't expect to win. Um, I mean, I do expect to win, but I know that I'm not going to win, uh, which is totally okay. So, but it's 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 more or less for the fun. It's to bring a little bit more camaraderie into in a, a little bit of a creative environment dealing with wood. I mean, like Jason said, it's what we deal with all the time. So I, I think it's going to be extremely fun, and you know, I we did do a little bit of a mention of this in Louisiana, and I still hold true to this, or I still really want to push this, is that I expect every single person that shows up to the OQM in Williamsburg to have a Pinewood Derby car. I mean, it's they're they're like five or ten bucks. It's a little bit of your time, but really bring bring that passion that that participation back to the entire association as a whole, you know, lead, if you want the participation and you talk about the participation and the passion, the fire and the drive in this association, then lead by example and bring your own, um, bring your own Pinewood Derby car and, and really join into the, into the fun. Junior, I feel like you just threw the gauntlet down to everybody attending the OQM. Oh, I a hundred percent did. Let's go. Yeah. I will, we, I will hunt you down and we will, I don't know, make fun of you or write an article about how you, all the people that didn't show up with one, maybe, I don't know. 
we'll see. We'll come up with something. But you know, it's interesting. I've been watching uh, even while we're recording this podcast. We have a follow-up email that we send it to anybody who registers for the OQM, giving them the rules and, and the links to to uh, buy the cars and all that kind of thing. I'm just watching these follow-up emails get sent out one after another. So it seems like everybody who's registering for the OQM is registering for the Pinewood Derby. So I think you guys are going to get your wish. But hopefully for any of the stragglers, this podcast will light a fire under view and get you to sign up. Yeah, just don't burn your Pinewood Derby car down. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't burn it down. That's right. Well, Mike and Jason, thank you so much for being on the podcast. No problem, Sean. Dude, it's a pleasure. I, I love being on this podcast with you and Jason. I just, I'm sorry. I get a little, little excited when we start talking about the EL committee and what Jason and I and you have been able to accomplish in such a short time. It's just, it's, it's very awesome. I completely agree. Uh, I'm very excited. I love the mix of component manufacturers and vendors that we have right now. It's exciting. It's exciting. I look forward to all the events this year. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. Thank you.